This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Winter, spring, summer, fall. It doesn't matter what the calendar says. It's always baseball season and time for talking about your Minnesota Twins. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show, keeping you connected with your team with the latest news, moves, interviews, and more. We have the bases covered. Now, here is your host of the Twins Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. Chris Atterbury from our network headquarters here in downtown Minneapolis. Still a little icy out, uh, some slush and sleet and snow and none of that in southwest Florida where the Twins today took care of the Red Sox. 8-1 was the final. Got a great show laid out for you tonight. We welcome everybody who is uh, tuning in via Facebook Live. We are podcastable wherever you go for your favorite podcast. And, of course, all of you joining us across our network. Dan Gladden joins us momentarily and Eddie Gordado. And if you're not entertained by Danny and Eddie over the course of a half an hour, uh, this is probably the wrong place for you. Now, the Twins did make a few moves in uh, the minor league camp uh, opening on Tuesday, a few moves in major league camp. Uh, no surprises. Dietrich Enns, Lewis Thorpe, uh, Felix Jorge, Zach Littell, all pitching prospects have been sent back to double and triple A, respectively, and catchers Brian Navarretto and Winston Sawyer also sent to minor league camp. But the news of the day was a whole lot of offense, a nice day from Jake Odorizzi, and it all happened at JetBlue Park. Here's one of the highlights. Hit high in the air, right field. Himathini, long run. He'll look up and gone. Into the Twins' bullpen, a two-run homer for Escobar. That, of course, the voice of my partner, Dan Gladden, who's now from his veranda. Is veranda the right word? Are you on the uh, overlooking the water there? I'm overlooking the pond. Yes, I am. All right, and you have put in a hard day's work over there at JetBlue. That's my second favorite home run call you've had there. And with apologies to Nick Birdie, the first one has to be when you just said, I'm sorry. On that yeah. Mike Napoli was, was, was that the Mike Napoli home run? <laughs> yeah, that was the Mike Napoli that might still be sailing into outer oh. space. But uh, a good day for the Twins today. You don't want to get too caught up in one day, but I do want to start with today's pitcher and Jake Odorizzi. You've seen him through the years in other uniforms. I know you're a big makeup guy, and we're going to talk with Eddie Gordado about makeup a little bit later with some of the relief corps. Body language, makeup, what do you see in Jake Odorizzi? Well, I just see a guy that's out there pretty confident in what he has, and uh you know, I, I think he's confident with, with the pitches he has. Uh, he's not afraid to throw secondary pitches in uh, no matter what the count is. So, And I think the fact that he's been in this league, he's seen the Boston Red Sox before, he's got a good idea of a game plan as how he wants to attack the guys. So I, I thought that uh, he, he pitched well today. He had a good tempo. And what's important is when you play the Boston Red Sox, Yankees, they have a tendency to slow the tempo down. And I thought that the, what the Twins did today, they hustled on the field. They hustled off. Uh, you know, I don't think uh, Odorizzi struck anybody out. I don't think he walked anybody. Uh, so he was pitching to contact. That keeps your team uh, in the field and, and, and in the ball game, really. Danny, do you see a hungry team? Uh, this is a team that with the younger players still. 
a lot of them are they're experienced younger players now, but they got just a little taste of it on that night in New York last October. Is this a bunch, the returnees that came back in your in your sense hungry after just getting a little taste of it last year? You know what, I, I think the word is more confident uh, is what I see in these guys. And don't forget, another year older, yes, you have some young guys in Buxton, Rosario, and Kepler to an extent. But don't forget, there's some new additions here. And you're talking about Zach Duke, uh, Edison mm-hmm. Reed. Uh, Edison Reed, you're talking about uh, – Fernando you know, Rodney, yeah. yeah. Fernando Rodney, uh, Morrison. These are all veteran guys. So they're coming in here, and they're not here to – educate and teach some of the younger players what's it like to be in the big leagues they're here on this team because they want to do the same thing and that's getting the playoffs so i think that uh confidence is is a better word that i'm seeing with these guys right now and i think the fact chris what they went through last year don't forget they understand now that the long season don't panic in april panic in may you may have a june swoon for a week or so but hey it's no big deal uh and i think that that's what they have right now is is more confidence and their ability, and the people that uh, are in that locker room, their team. One thing I love in spring training is you kind of prowl around, and you'll get your eyes on a young player, uh, maybe on a backfield, sometimes a high-end prospect, sometimes a guy we hadn't really heard of, and you'll kind of zone in and watch his swing and watch how he handles himself and kind of come up with some ideas of your own. And I know one guy that you mentioned to me caught your attention this spring is Nick Gordon. You know, yeah, he's he's a young kid, and don't forget, being a number one pick like that, uh, that comes a lot of pressure. And I think that uh, the fact that uh, he comes from a good background, good family, I think that he handles it well. He uh, Just the way uh, he presents himself, I think, is, is that a professional way. Uh, and from what I hear is that he's more he's played more shortstop than he has second base, uh, and he's been playing more second base down here than anything. So uh, I think his arm might be a little bit suited for second base than shortstop right now. Uh, but his bat plays. He has the good quality at bats. I know he can bunt. Uh, he's got good speed. He runs the bases. So he's got the whole package there. It's just a matter of him getting some more playing time and, and challenged a little bit more at a higher level. One of the things I always like also is when good players add something in the off season to take their game to another level, whether it be a Kepler or a Buxton or a Rosario. Have you seen some of these guys who've had some success bring some new New tricks into uh, into camp this year. Maybe try to take their game, uh, whether it be defensively, base running wise, uh, offensively, to a different level. You know what? Uh, not really. Uh, I think if anything jumps out is the fact that Kepler's put on some strength. Uh, he's put on some weight. He feels that he can hold that during the course of the season. So let's see how that plays. And I would think that that would transfer into more power. Mm-hmm. Even though he hit 19 home runs, I think that uh, he's probably a 25-30 homer guy. He's a guy that has a swing playing that uh, swing plane that I've always told the coaches, and in particular Bernanski and even James Rousen, don't mess with him. Now they're, they're trying to teach the, the launch angle, so they're changing the plane of your bat. And I think with that, you're going to probably get more strikeouts from Kepler and more pop-ups rather than him being just a, a true, true line drive hitter. Yeah, and he's a guy who said, don't mess with it. I'm not going to do that. I, I'm going to hit the right. ball hard, and it'll take care of itself, which is yes. which is kind of fun to hear. Danny, it's uh, it, it's been fairly uneventful so far. That's always good. Uh, you keep things on the rails down there, and uh, we'll see you in about a week and uh, try to get this thing rolling closer to the end of March. 
All right, Chris, I'll be uh, I'll be talking to you in between there, but uh, looking forward to you getting down here. Going to be a lot of fun. That's Dan Gladden. Dan Gladden with the call on that home run earlier. And you'll hear him, of course, all season long, all across our network. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Eddie Gordano right here on the Hot Stove Show in your home for Twins Baseball. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. or podcastable. That's one way for you to join us. And obviously a big hello and thank you to everybody joining us across our network. We're joined by Eddie Gordado, Twins bullpen coach, Twins Hall of Famer, and we're pleased to have him uh, with us here today. And, Eddie, first and foremost, uh, you guys made your first round of cuts today, so you cleaned a few lockers out. Uh, no surprises from the Major League Clubhouse. Uh, but are you guys still wearing name tags in the bullpen? You had so many new faces out there. They're not new to baseball fans, guys like Rodney, Duke, and Reed, but new to the right. Twins. Oh, no. we You know, actually, you know, to answer that question, I've been in the dugout for the last first 10 games. Ooh. Yeah. What's that like? You know, something new. Everybody learns something new every, you know, every year. So uh, I'm in the dugout right now, and we have Stu Clyburn out there with the bullpen, guys. So, but, you know, same spring training, same stuff. Yeah, a lot of new faces like always, you know. But uh, everybody's, you know, pushing forward to working hard to uh, start our season up here pretty quick. You know, Eddie, you've got a great feel for makeup, and obviously you had great makeup, and you've got a great feel for for makeup in players. Now, guys like Rodney, Duke, and Reed, we've seen them across the diamond for years, and we've seen their successes, and you can talk about their stuff and what they throw, but you now have a chance to be with them and get a sense of who they are. Uh, What are you discovering about these guys? You know, I, I... The guys in them, Duke and Reed and, and, and Rodney, obviously, you know, they've been around a long time, veteran guys. And, you know, you just get to try to know them as, you know, I always, I always say, feel, what do, when we feel something, what do we feel, the baseball player or the human being? I always say the human being first, and then we go baseball. And then that's what I was trying to, you know, obviously when you meet somebody and you've seen them around on the, on the other side of the field and know what they do and know what they're about on the field, and, you know, they're doing a good job, but, Personally, I want to get to know who they are, what they do, like fishing, do you know? They got family, what do you, you know? Which because those things, in the long run, and of course, 162 games, they come and play because when they struggle, we all struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when they struggle, I got to go back to, hey, how the family doing, or whatever it might be. You know, did you go fishing? Just get their mind off the game a little bit, and I think, hopefully, you know that works, and and then after that, we know what they. I think the you know we all know what they can do on the field. It's just I, I like to know them personally and get to get that comfort level where they can trust me. Yeah, and you certainly developed that last year with a bunch of young guys, and now yeah. a new challenge for some of those guys. And I'm talking about guys like like Hildenberger or Busnitz who came up and they had some success. You guys put them right. in some big spots. They responded. Is it harder now for them? Is this a, a bigger challenge to maintain and sustain that after the initial success? Oh, absolutely. You know, and, you know, I've been watching, and, and you, that's, those are great names because those guys helped us big time. And you're right, they put it, we put them in big spots. And they, they responded great, right? The guy stepped up. Uh, now it's the, the challenge is can I keep up that success and that pace and knowing who I am as a pitcher and, and, and going out there and doing my job? Because guess what? They got a taste of you. They're going to figure you out, you know, with all this technology now, right? They're, they know what you do. You're, 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 um, your habits on the mound, whatever it might be. But now the real test is this year and see how they're going to step and respond. But, again, this comes back to the person. Mm -hmm. Now, 
the person now I would have a problem. Okay, if the person didn't work and have a routine each and every day going out there and to compete to be ready to go compete, I would have a problem. I don't think that guy's going to respond as good as he did last year. Do we say it was luck? We might say it's luck, but I'm all for it when the guy comes prepared every day and he works and has a routine and doing his job. We root for those guys and and that itself with the Hillenbergers, Boosnicks, those type of guys, you, the sky's the limit for them because they, they got the habit, they got the routine, they work hard. Yeah, they're going to run into bumps, absolutely. But those guys are going to respond and they're going to adjust to the hitters as well as the hitters adjust to them. So, you know, it, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. You guys gave them a taste last year, right? Everybody got a little taste of what yeah. that atmosphere yeah. can be. Yeah. Were, were you interested to see then how they would come into camp this year having tasted it a little bit and, and wanting more? I mean, that's what you're looking for, right? He's a guy who said, hey, oh, hey, we taste it, but give me more now, Eddie. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, the taste is it, it, you actually got to be here to feel that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to when we're here the first day of spring training, uh, I mean, I was excited because of what we did last <laughs> year. Now, now, can we sustain that and go out there and, and do the same thing? Oh, absolutely. But it's going to take, again, the team as a whole to go out there and compete each and every day. Now, the feel of that here in spring training, absolutely. Different feel from last year, totally, 100%. Yeah, a different feel. And you got a different pitching coach you're working with. And we had Garvin on earlier in the, in the year. Yeah. Great personality, just a positive guy. You feel like you want to run through a wall for him. And I asked right. him if he had ever, in his various other posts, uh, met you or come across you, and he said he would kind of see you in the bullpen, but he was afraid to come up to you. You were everyday Eddie Gordado, and now that you guys are working together, what has that been like for you two? Oh, I think it's been great. Uh, actually, when he got hired, you know, we, I reached out to him and I congratulated him. You know, you're talking about a man that's been in the minor leagues for 14 years, maybe a stint here, and, and the Diamondbacks is stint in Oakland, you know, for the bullpen coach. But a guy got an opportunity now, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to make the best of it. And like I said, hey, I'm here for you, man. You're the pitcher coach. I got your back. Whatever you need, I'm here to help you to make yourself better in what you do. And that's what we're doing. And we connect it well. And we we got kind of similar personalities. We like to laugh, have fun. But when the game starts, hey, it's all business. So yeah. it's it, it's working real well. You know, you guys developed last year in your bullpen, Eddie, such a great camaraderie. I mean, it was a yeah. unit. There was no two ways about it. And, and the sum is greater than the parts, and that's just the way good bullpens are always going to function. You're in this unique spot in spring training, though, because you can only have so many guys on that roster going north. So you're trying right. to get them to be brothers, but they're also competing with one another. How do you walk that line as a, as a coach? Ooh, you know, I, I think those are those are – questions that you know that i think those are things when we run into is that like right now everybody's pushing for each other yeah but again deep down inside you know i want to be on a big league squad who don't right mm-hmm. uh how do we balance that out well if i worry about somebody else and what he's done in his outing and not worry about what i have to do then you know what you shouldn't even worry about being here because you're your numbers ain't going to be there because you're worrying about something else. Does that make sense? Great point. Very good point. So, so that's what I try to explain to these guys. And I, I don't say, hey, you're competing for a job with this guy or none. We all know. We all know it's going to be hard to make the, you know, we got one spot, I believe, or maybe two. Uh, so 
you know, everybody goes about their business, man. And me personally, I try to get in everybody's the the mindset to get them right to go and compete each and every day. And it starts here, and that's what I try to do. Yeah, and if you're not there on day one, there's a chance we're going to need you day two or day three or day 162, yeah, exactly. so you better be ready to roll. Last question on this, uh, Eddie, and it's, it's such an oddity in spring training. And if you could explain a bit from even your playing perspective more so than your coaching perspective, fans mm-hmm. hear all the time uh, during spring, don't worry about the results. You know, I'm, I'm just getting my work in. I'm working on something, and that's why I gave up eight runs or whatever the case may be. What What is that line like between looking or worrying or concerning yourself with results or or working on something and seeing the spin and seeing the command or seeing what you want to right. see from a coach or from the playing perspective? Well, I always – and it's a good question because I always say it's what spring training about, right? Well, if you're an established player, it's kind of more easier. And I'm not saying you, you don't do your work and you prepare yourself each and every day and go compete. But as a guy that's trying to compete for a job, I think that's probably the hardest part. And we talk to them as a coach, as, hey, I know you're competing for a job. You know, I need to, we need to work on this and we'll work on it. What, 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 do we, when do we work on it? Well, with those bullpens, with those 10-minute live BP. Maybe working on in the game. And, you know, my opinion in the game, it goes, we, we'd like to work on things in the game, but I'm fighting for a job. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to work on things in the game. That's not going to work. Because once you get hit, and I know it for experience, like, you know, you work, I'm trying to work on a changeup. And once it gets hit, I'm competing now. I'm not, I don't want that runner to score. Now it becomes I'm competing. I forget working on things. I want to get you out because yeah. I don't want to be out here for 35 pitches. So those are the things that are trying to balance out from a guy that's trying to make the squad, a guy that is working, a veteran player working on things. When do we worry about a veteran player if he's not getting anybody out here at the big league level? Well, you know, that's that's between the pitching coach and the manager, and we come put our, all our heads together and say, do we have to worry about this guy? Because he really is not getting anybody out. He's really not working on things. What do we do? So there's a fine line there, too, you know. But, again, I don't think anybody ever has to worry about spring training and guys giving up big runs or nothing. Obviously, we say we're working on things. But, we're obviously, bottom line, we're trying to get guys out, too. Good stuff. Great insight, as always, from bullpen coach and Twins Hall of Famer, Eddie Guardado. Eddie's going to stick around a little bit later in the show to wrap things up with three cuts. We'll be back in a moment on your home for Twins Baseball. This is Don Buckner. You're listening to Twins Baseball on News Radio 830 WCCO. Chris Atterbury welcoming you back to the Hot Stove Show and a great night for it. We've heard from Dan Gladden. We've heard from Eddie Gordado, and you won't want to miss three cuts with Eddie Gordado coming up before we wrap things up for the evening. If you're just joining us, Twins did win today over Boston. 8-1 was the final tally. Jake Odorizzi pitching well in that one. But let's forget about Grapefruit League games for a moment and remind you that here in the month of March, Opening day is nearly upon us. Now, opening day happens once again in Baltimore, the big orange carpet. 
But the home opener, well, you can be a part of it. That's going to be Thursday, April 5th. It should be a glorious afternoon in downtown Minneapolis. You can be a part of it. Still tickets remaining. Not many, but still tickets remaining for opening day 2018 at Target Field and all the pomp and pageantry that goes with it along with hopefully a Twins victory over Seattle. Check out the website, twinsbaseball.com. Now get your tickets, bring your family, write them a note, get them out of school. It's going to be fun, and it's all right here on your home for Twins Baseball. This is Kyle Gibson. You're listening to Twins Baseball on News Radio 830-WCCO. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's our final segment. I want to thank Dan Gladden for sticking around and joining us today, and also Eddie Gordado, who is our guest for our final segment, as we ask Eddie to grab a bat and step up to the plate for three cuts. We lob some softballs, and he smashes them over the wall. And I'm going to start. I'm going to start off the diamond here, Eddie. Uh, it was yeah. uh, award season. The Academy Awards were this last week. Your son, Nico, an actor, and a very good oh, one. If and yeah. when he wins an Academy Award, where are you yeah. going to rate in his acceptance speech? Are you going to be right out of the shoot? Are you going to be after the publicist and the and the agent and the director? Where do you think you're going to fit into that speech? I, I hope to be number one, but I know I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I like actually. I love that question. I you know first of all, I hope he does. That'd be great. It's like making the big leagues, right? Yep. But I to be honest with you, in that speech, I guarantee you, it'd probably be his mom. Okay. You know, but I wouldn't lie to you if it's going to be me. I, I don't know where I'll fit. I think maybe hopefully second or third. <laughs> I, I think you definitely fit in at the after party. How about that? That right. would be one exactly. one heck of an after party. Okay, step right. uh, question two here. Now I know it's only a like a ten minute bus ride over to to Boston that you made today, right. but you've made some bus trips in your life, and any of us who yeah. spent time in the minor leagues know the two worst words you can hear are double up. Now, in your days oh. in the minor leagues, who is the worst guy to have to double up with on a long bus ride? Oh. <laughs> I, I had a buddy, and he, I don't know if you heard it, but we're in, we're in Double A, Nashville, Tennessee. Long ride. Southern, yeah, Southern League, right? Long ride. They always said, if you can pitch here and you can do the traveling, you can pitch in the big leagues. Well, you know, I got called up for the big leagues that year, which was I was very fortunate. But anyway, doubling up, I had a his name was Ralph Pena. And the, he was he was a great dude. I loved him, but he had some breath on him that just <laughs> didn't stop. <laughs> oh, you get I him. Say, I, I would say, Ralph, I've got some scope for you, bro. I spend my meal money to buy you some scope because you know back then we had no money. Come no, on. none. Oh. So you know it was a running joke through the year, man. And I like sit there and I go, Hey, man, you're burning my ear. Talk straight. Don't talk at me. <laughs> Then he'd, he'd fall asleep, and he's snoring against the window. Oh, oh, oh gosh, God. I'm having nightmares going back in time myself. So I have to say, that. Ralph Pena, he was my worst, but great guy. All right, great guy, bad guy to be sitting next to, though, for 18 <laughs> hours on a bus. Finally, uh, sticking with transportation, our final cut for you today. You know, the Diamondbacks have said they're bringing back the bullpen cart. Oh, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? And if and when that happens in Minnesota, does the bullpen coach get to drive it? Or ride in it? See, you, that's funny that you brought it up because this morning that was a big topic mm-hmm. with the relievers, right? I walk in, and they're already giving me hassle. You know, oh, we're going to get a bullpen. We're going to get a bullpen card, Eddie. I go, let me tell you. And I just woke up now. Let me, You know, when you just wake up and you want to hear this, I go, that's the last thing we're ever going to do. And if we do, 
I said, if we do, we're going to have an issue, guys. We're going to have a big issue because we're not coming through a gate. You think you're going to compete sitting on a cart getting ready to uh, face a big league hitter on a cart? That's my belief. I'm not ready. I, I don't want. I want to run out there with some with some energy. Hey, you're driving Miss Daisy. I want to. Yeah, I want to put some fear into somebody. And you think you put some fear in somebody coming in a cart? You might as well just bring a limousine in there and get come out. <laughs> roll out a carpet. Roll out a red carpet to the mound. Yeah, a whole bit. Here we go. Here, here, guys. Here, everything's everything's hunky dory. <laughs> Eddie, you're the best, man. I love it. I love your uh, perspective. We appreciate you joining us, all and right, we'll man. see you down there in a few weeks. All right. Hey, I, I appreciate having me. All right, Eddie Gordado, legendary Eddie Gordado, Twins Hall of Famer. This has been another edition of the Hot Stove Show. Thanks for joining us right here on your home for Twins Baseball. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.